From local to global, we bring you the best conversations with your favorite athletes and Olympians. This is the Olympics.com podcast. Welcome to our final Winter Youth Olympic Games Gangwon 2024 podcast, celebrating some of the most admirable and inspiring performances from some of the most elite young athletes in the world. Remember the names and the visuals, because you will certainly see some of these winter talents in future World Cup events, and of course in the upcoming Winter Games in Milano Cortina 2026. We've covered some memorable stories during Gangwon 2024, and here are some of them. In alpine skiing, Zach Carrick-Smith made history for Team GB by winning their first gold medal ever in the sport in an Olympic event when he won the men's combined title after a sensational comeback. I think that um, that gold medal really represents like a jump forward for GB Alpine skiing, since it's the first gold medal ever for well, GB and Alpine in the Olympics. And um, I think it will really help with GB funding as well, since as a lot of people know, uh, the funding was cut for even though for the World Cup guys uh, a few years back. So I think it could really help with that. Having three Brits in the um, top 20 in the Kitzbühel World Cup really was like an amazing, just an amazing achievement for GB. And then I think I was watching that race and I thought maybe I could do it. So I went on the next day and well, I won gold. Yeah, I think it's uh, very important for me that um, they were all there to kind of lead the way. Um, Dave Riding, Billy Major, Laurie Taylor, many others, my mum. And they were all there racing for GB, representing GB, and slowly getting it more known in um, Alpine ski racing. And it was amazing when uh, Dave Riding won the first World Cup race for GB in Alpine skiing. Uh, we were all watching it, and I think that was a massive leap forward for GB skiing. It was all over the news. Uh, we thought he might get knighted for it because it was just such an amazing achievement. I mean, my dreams of following the footsteps of Dave Riding, my mother, um, as well as following footsteps of some of my top racing idols, such as uh, Marcel Hirscher, I think he's one of my, like, right out there. Um, also just having fun, uh, enjoying the journey. Zach went on to win a silver medal in giant slalom and a second gold in slalom. Another iconic moment in alpine skiing was Romy Ertel of Germany taking the bronze in the combined event. That was 22 years after her mom, Martina, won the same medal in the same event at Salt Lake City 2002. I call her and she, she was, ah, I'm so happy, that's so cool, and I'm so proud, and yeah, she was just happy, and she also woke up my brother, she, he was sleeping, and um, yeah, it was really nice, and I'm so thankful that she's my mom, and she's always supporting me, and she, without her, I wouldn't be here, so I'm, it's so nice. Sticking with alpine skiing, we had more inspiring stories in the sport. My name is Hanaya Rivers. This is Henry Rivers IV. We are triplets. We are 16 years old here in Gangwang, South Korea for the Winter Youth Olympic Games. Here at the Winter Youth Olympic Games, I experience learning different cultures and representing my country, Jamaica. In my experience here, I learned the different ways that people interact with each other, the way people see the these games and seeing how they interact with their coaches and how they ski. The highlights here, going to the opening ceremony, seeing 
everyone, not just alpine skiing, but every sport, every discipline, every country. And the way they wave the flag, their positivity, and the way they carry themselves really just energize the whole event. I plan to be an inspiration by keep doing what I'm doing because sports should not be based on color. So if you want to do a sport, you should be able to do it. So that's what I want to, that's my message. I think diversity is important because in skiing, in this world, there's not that much inclusion and equity, you know, and being able to have people of color or people of all skin tones, being able to ski and be good at it, it shows that not just white people can ski. It shows that everyone can ski and everyone can be good at it and everyone can have fun doing it. So I think that diversity is important, especially in alpine skiing and to the world. A few African countries were represented at Gangwon 2024. We caught up with the Nigerian curling team. Being the first African nation to compete in U2000 Olympics for curling makes me feel very happy to be part of the people, to be part of the people making this happen. We don't have winter in Africa and Nigeria though, so to be a great thing, um, bringing more winter sports to Africa, making it large to give young Africans opportunity to play winter sport and make them good people in life. Gangwon 2024, we met other athletes with multifaceted backgrounds. One of them is Siddhartha Ula, who grew up in California and represented Great Britain in freestyle snowboarding. I grew up riding at Mountain High, which is a mountain that's an hour away from LA. So it's a very diverse mountain, a very diverse place. And the snowboarding community is so like welcoming that I really didn't notice it too much. It's not that I didn't notice it, I didn't feel different. But I definitely noticed it as I got more competitive that there was a lack of diversity in the sport. I mean, I am just proud of who I am, you know what I mean? I'm unapologetically like black, I'm unapologetically Asian, so I feel like it's just really important to represent who I am, where I come from, and to like encourage other people to get into the sport. I'm really focused on the competition aspect of it, the number one priority will always be riding, will always be competing, but it definitely is a very important thing for me to encourage other people to, to get into snowboarding and also just for the, the sport to be more reflective of the world. I feel like what drew me to snowboarding as opposed to the other sports was just how like free and like it, it felt compared to like skateboarding, which I grew up skateboarding, surfing, and snowboarding. Skating, I, I feel like I also love, but you just can't go as big. There's limitations on a skateboard, definitely limitations on a surfboard, but on a snowboard, really, you can just go as big as you want. You can go as fast as you want. So that's really what led me to fall in love with it. It definitely changed my approach a lot because before I was just riding on the weekends, it was just something I did for fun. But then watching Sochi Games really made me realize this is what I want to do like for, for a while. This is what I want to spend a majority of my time doing. Um, this is what I, what I want to do when I grow up. It's like when other people were like, oh, I want to be firefighters. Well, I want to, I want to be like a police officer. I want to be a garbage truck man. I was like, I want to be a snowboarder. So that was really the moment that shifted. And in my training, I went from just riding on the weekends to pretty much 
the next year riding 10 months out of the year. So basically every day on snow. The Campbell Ives twins from New Zealand definitely love being on the snow. They compete in different freestyle disciplines. Finley does free skiing and Cameron snowboarding. And both came away from Gangwon with a medal. My dad taught me and then Finn how to snowboard. And I, I chose to st stick with snowboarding and Finn chose to stick with skiing. The reason why I chose to stick with skiing is because by the time Cam learned how to snowboard and my dad and mum taught Cam to snowboard, I was already a pretty proficient skier. I could ski around, I was having fun, I made lots of friends skiing and I, I didn't really want to switch over to snowboarding because I feel like I was already really just happy skiing. I feel like snowboarders think they're cooler but they're not, skiers cooler, skiers are cooler. And Obviously skiing, freestyle skiing has taken a lot of inspiration off snowboarding, but we, you could say the same from snowboarding taking inspiration off skiing. I think, uh, I actually disagree with Finn, I think it's obvious that uh, snowboarding is the better sport. Uh, skiing, skiing is like uh, a little bit more traditional, a little bit more fancy, but like snowboarding is like a bit rugged, a bit like, a bit cooler. Just being able to come here, experience the Olympic culture here in the village, being able to meet new people from other countries, people from other sports, people you might you won't normally meet when doing our kind of sports and being able to trade with them, trade gear, trade jackets, trade pins, just collect pins. It's really, it's a crazy vibe here in the village and just number one thing, just meeting as many people as possible and having fun. That's, that's my highlight. The Youth Olympic Games Village is just, I've, I've never been anywhere like this. It's really cool. Like the pin trading is like awesome, like you trade with pins like every, for people with everywhere, you know. Uh, like at the at the at the mountain, there's like free food. There's like everybody's really nice. Like the Korean culture is awesome, and the pipe and park is amazing. So that's just uh, it's just a great experience for sure. Eh? In free ski big air, Canada's Charlie Beatty won his country's first gold medal at the games. It was an impressive achievement for the teenager, whose story has been an example of resiliency. Having like a couple big injuries from like a young age has taught me a lot about perseverance um, and coming back to the sport stronger and uh, with a better mindset. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely tough. It's not easy, especially when you're yet you're that young. Like it's hard to even comprehend what's going on even. Um, but to to know that I've done it and um, kind of returned back from doing that. Um, I've I have a lot of confidence in my in my uh, in my perseverance and um, just being able to come back stronger. I tore my ACL on my right knee. Um, I think I was eight years old, doing a switch 540 on a jump like when I, at my local hill, just a regular day with my ski team, and um, came up short and uh, just kind of severed it fully. And um, not a really fun time for me. It was uh, it was pretty it was pretty traumatic, but um, yeah, that's kind of what happened. After doing that recovery for six months, kind of getting back into skiing, and then um, first competition back, I was nine. The year later, I fell under a rail and broke my tibia on my left knee. So doing both knees at that young of an age was like super crazy for me, like to even. Um, to even think like, wow, is this even worth it? Like, why, why am I doing this sort of thing? But, um, you know, you always come back and um, 
to, to sport, try it out again, and you realize like, oh, like I, I'm, I really am in love with this, and um, I don't know what I would be doing without it sort of thing. So I have this joy when I'm skiing um, out there on the hill that I just can't really explain. Like it's just, um, it's kind of like therapy for me. It's just mental clarity that I get, and um, it makes me super calm. And um, yeah, I can't really pinpoint it, but um, I get this bliss that I'm uh, just, I have so much joy. and. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm able to express myself. Another Canadian, Kaya Ruder, helped her nation to a bronze medal in the figure skating team competition. I feel so grateful for every opportunity I've been blessed to have. And you know, this one's just so special. It's my first time competing in Asia, and to get to compete in this arena that hosted the Pyeongchang Olympics back in 2018, back when Canada won gold in the team event, Caitlin won bronze in the women's event. She's one of my idols, so yeah, it's really special for me. Coming to Korea, the people are so friendly, so nice, and just this entire Olympic experience has just been, yeah, above and beyond. I think you'd just be touching the ice for the first time and coming into the ring for the first time, seeing how big and beautiful it is, touching the ice, everything, you know, that's something I don't think I'll ever forget. I've always looked up to my older sister, Keegan. She always led the way in this sport. It was her passion first and I followed her into it. And, you know, it's just been something special that we've shared as sisters. You know what, I've just always been set on wanting to do my passion. This is my passion. I just love to be out there. I love to compete. I love to train. And, you know, I just want to push through everything and, yeah, get to experience these moments. The ice hockey competition provided some excitement with the USA's men's team claiming gold after beating Czechia in the final. One of their 18 gold medal winners was forward Zane Torrey. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just an amazing moment. Like We're going to remember that for the rest of our lives. We just won a gold medal. This is unbelievable. It was so fun, so fun being here, playing against everybody around the world, uh, especially Canada. That was an amazing game. And... I mean, just coming out with the, the, with the win is awesome. Gangwon 2024 was a special moment also for the home athletes. Skier Nye Lee is the perfect example of how the legacy of the 2018 Winter Games still lives on. Um, my favorite Olympic moment was, I think, 2018 Pyeongchang in South Korea. I visited the GS game, and it was absolutely crazy. All those skiers racing down. It made me dream to actually compete in the Olympics someday. And actually competing today made me super excited. It's super cool because, you know, like those pins that we have on our RD cards, like the moment I entered the building, all these athletes were like, can we exchange pins? And I got to make new friends also, yeah, from like Kenya, Afghanistan. I mean, like we never have other chances to meet those countries and athletes, and it's pretty amazing to actually get to see them. What a showcase for these kids, huh? From opening to closing ceremony and all the stellar moments in between, the Winter Youth Olympics Gangwon 2024 was a smashing success. Stay with us here at Olympics.com and this podcast. We have so many juicy events rolling up until the end of winter and, of course, the start of spring, culminating in the Summer Olympics Paris 2024 in late July. Thanks for being a part of the Olympic community. Make sure to keep following the road to Paris 2024 Olympic qualifying right here as well. We'll see you next time. For more in-depth and original Olympics-related feature content, search our platforms here on olympics.com.